0: the parkinson spiegel show i mean you guys are the best team in chicago everybody knows that we all know that the afternoon show is not afraid of anything really yeah. but afternoons on the score oh wow
4: that is gonna give the Sox the lead two run score. elvis andrews at second and the entire team is out of the dugout as was alluded to last night he is here uh, with the expectation that he will very likely be the everyday second baseman
0: That's Rick Hahn, White Sox sign their everyday second baseman as uh, position players report, and camp is getting underway. Three million bucks, 34 years old. Small note that he's never been a second baseman before, and it's worth pointing out.
2: Certainly worth pointing out. You know what's also worth pointing out? Go ahead, Shane. The super utility slash fifth outfielder slash fifth infielder, leory Garcia, will mm. make more money than him.
1: Mate might not make it here though. He's not a lock to make this roster, I believe. I think that is part of this development. God,
2: you're getting me all hot and bothered talking about, <laughs> talking like that. <laughs> Get him the hell out of here, man. <laughs>
1: Well, what did sweet, Rick say? Sweet man,
2: but you know, no,
0: sir.
1: Remember Rick the other day talking about all the second base options and how he mentioned Leary?
0: Is it in Leary? Leary's here. Leary's here. Leary. He's around. He's, he's a, around. He's yeah. around. Yeah.
1: He's Leori's Leary's around. Yeah. I mean, it was it was remarkable. Um, I don't know if Leary's going to be around after this thing.
0: So, I am I am interested in what is going on with the response to this. I I saw a like a lot of overwhelmingly positive love for a three million dollar, thirty four year old guy who's never played the position. Signing, I've, like, s-
1: I've saved it for the radio. <laughs> oh, okay, well then,
0: then you go <laughs> ahead and add to that. I'm not saying it's bad. Uh, oh, it seems like you are. I'm just surprised at a little bit of the savior complex. Be like, oh, finally, like a good, smart, sensible move. And I was like. Yeah okay, what's he going to be? A I mean, he was a he was a three win player last year. I understand it was nice, but like
1: he was Danny. You you watched you watched those games. I, he he is you a watched a lot of those. Sm- games. He is a smooth fielding player. He's a professional infielder. Yes, who knows how to run the bases as well has OPS plus 103. Uh yeah. He showed a showed a
2: look. Someone's reading baseball reference. What, what?
1: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I did my prep. What he did offensively <laughs> last year is certainly uh is probably an anomaly. Okay. Uh but and even that wasn't like that great. It was a what no. three oh nine and four sixty four. So what was he a seven seven seventy one OPS guy in forty three games? But he was so clearly and so obviously good at all things baseball, it was embarrassing to be playing next to him and showing yourself as this this awful version of a baseball player. Um, He's also an adult and a veteran and a leader. And now that they've lost Jose Abreu, they need more of that kind of human in this clubhouse. Uh, He is, of course, also of Latin descent, and is a veteran killer, uh, a solid pro of Latin descent. As just opposed, going around
2: killing all these Marines, it's, it's just killing like, too many people. Screw you guys, man! But,
1: but man, this is the kind of thing. He's he, he's going to be great at second base. Remember that second base this year demands more athleticism and range than it used to because of the shift restrictions. He's been working out at second base, just to, you know, quietly getting ready for it because he was told that this would be an, uh, his option if he came back. He's a very good up. I think he's going to be a very good second baseman. And if anything goes weird with Tim Anderson, because Lord knows a lot of things went weird last year, this guy can slide over and play. That's a great part of it, sure. So it hits me on a lot of levels. Really smart, good, professional adult baseball player because they haven't had some of those. Smooth, defensive, solid second baseman when they were counting on rookies to do that. It 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 is T.A. insurance. Romy Gonzalez can play like five different positions, and now can be that utility guy. It probably is going to push Leori Garcia off this roster. So that that helps as well to me. And he's a veteran for the clubhouse who's going to help Pedro Grafal institute this level of maturity and self-awareness that they have lacked, which everybody is saying is the biggest thing that they can benefit from. So it hits me on lots of different levels, not just this 34-year-old guy for $3 bucks.
0: Good. I mean, I, he... They need professionalism. They need defense. Uh, they didn't prioritize defense. I think that that all of those things make all the sense in the world. The backup for TA, like, it's like you can't always draft shortstops. Like having extra shortstops, is, right. is is a good thing. In
1: fact, uh, I'll say this: you know, they, they ought to be moving TA to second base and have Elvis Sanders play shortstop, but that's not going to happen.
0: Well, TA made some careless plays last year it seemed like he regressed there's no way the guy who believes in the vibes and the humanity side of baseball actually believes what you just said well
1: it is strictly in terms of who's best to play the position if you could deal with the egos and deal with the personal part strongly enough like
0: but but that's a part but that's a part of it's true. sports and these are humans right they're not, they're not just numbers on a spreadsheet hey, hey man
1: we saw it happen with starlin castro and addison russell at the very beginning of addison russell's career when it was clear that starlin should be playing second base and addison should be playing short yeah,
0: fa- face of baseball change the game batting title these, i agree these, these are the TAs at a different point in his career i, I
1: agree I, I agree it's asking for a level of of humility and acceptance and and i don't know if
2: is ready for that I don't know if a mid 30s guy is the better option anyway.
1: Yeah, that, that that could be you could argue that.
3: What you got to ask yourself is the potential loss of Tim Anderson's offensive production if you move him to a new position. If he
1: gets in the tank, if he's in his yeah. up, up in his head. Is I it, agree.
3: Is it worth substituting that with the minimal offensive production that you will get at shortstop from Elvis Andrews? Although he will play a stellar shortstop, but is it worth the trade-off? Like, you got to think about that. Yeah, maybe not. Part of it.
1: I mean, maybe not. so. Maybe that difference isn't as vast as I think. And it's fair that at a 34-year-old on a one-year flyer and one of the heart and souls of your team, like, all, all, that, all that does factor in. I'm just saying that if you ask me right now who's a better shortstop, it's a very easy answer well, right I,
2: now today. I'm moving T.A. off a of shortstop for Colson Montgomery if he's ready, but I, I'm not moving him off there for, for Elvis Andrus. I can't.
0: Are you guys as excited as Spiegs is and the baseball media in this town seems to be for the Elvis Andrews I mean, signing?
2: I love Elvis Andrus. I, I think he brought an awesome spark to the team last year, and we didn't get to see him play with T.A., so, so that it's it's going to be a very strong middle of the infield.
1: Don't you think Elvis could have a great effect on Ta playing next 100%. to him?
2: One hundred percent. He's going to keep Ta accountable on and off the field.
1: I think I think that would be great because yeah. how many how many base running errors Allegedly. did Ta make? How many base running errors did Ta make with no accountability? Yeah. Last year and and Andrews. is Darrell great- Boston
2: still here, so uh,
0: well, you know. He, I th- I think like you said it offensively too. He he did overachieve offensively. Andres,
2: yeah, yeah, he did for sure. Yeah. He, nine he was fresh, fresh in though, like, something games. and he didn't really play in Oakland, as we talked about, because they were trying to keep uh, keep him away from the escalators, he not was... not the moving <laughs> stairs, but like the contract escalators. <laughs> the escalators yeah. He's fine with moving stairs;
1: they're not that difficult. <laughs> no, you know, no. First not time it... you
2: see him, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it,
2: it's a little shocking. First yeah. time you see him, but you get the hang of it. was that,
3: <laughs> was that a scene in Borat where he's getting on the other no side. Elf. elf, elf, elf? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: it's a great moment in elf.
2: I think it's going to be a very – I'm back in 100% on the White Sox. Oh, wow. 93-win <laughs> Nine, nah. team. That,
1: that was quick.
2: That really was that quick. That was fast. I'm, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm mad at a couple of people over there right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I am back in on the White Sox. It's mutual.
1: Uh, <laughs> Texas says, sounds like Elvis Andrews already made Speaks top 30 Chicago Yeah, time. I
2: was going
0: say.
3: <laughs> T- Tanny, I, you're normally the rational mind in the room here. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I see what Speaks is saying. And, and I w- if you ask if I'd rather have him than not have him, sure. Yeah, I'd rather have them because they do lack sort of that type of player on the offensive side. Like, we know the pitching side has their leaders and they keep each other in check and accountable. Yes. But the offensive side, the position player side, you need someone to quarterback that infield a little bit better than it is, has been quarterback the past few years. 100% and
1: you're going to have a young guy and Andrew Vaughn at first. And you've got the flighty mancada at third base and, and T.A., who struggled last year. I'm going
3: to have one of those drinks
1: in
0: Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. No flighty flighty Mankata. Mankata. Mm.
2: All
0: right, Let's hear more Rick Hahn on this, on this uh, transformational $3 million signing. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> putting
1: a word. And uh, it's, it's sort of close. That you to agree side, with. So, yeah. Yeah.
4: We are obviously very pleased to be able to bring Elvis Andrus back. I think everyone saw what he was capable of doing on the field over his stretch of time with us, which obviously was extremely productive. uh, What I think many people who weren't close to the team uh, may well have missed was the impact he had in our clubhouse. Uh, He is a tremendous role model for our young players. His work ethic, uh, his professionalism and the way he plays the game are all great benefits uh, to that club and and, uh, will serve us well not just between the lines, but as importantly in the clubhouse, so very happy to have him back. Uh, as was alluded to last night, he is here uh, with the expectation that he will very likely be the everyday second baseman. Obviously, also provides us with a little bit of uh, protection should we need him on the other side of the diamond, uh, but initially uh, the fit is very clearly at the, at the second base. I
0: like where that Camera and microphone setup is it's Wani's backyard in Naples over the yeah, and the, the reporter airport. is
2: 95 feet away from the
0: yeah, from the from Rick. It's good, it's good, <laughs> super
3: helpful to all involved to be in an airplane hangar. Hey man,
2: what if we did a whole show where we all st- stayed like 10 feet away from the microphone?
3: That's what we did during COVID. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's, like, it's like when I broadcast from
3: home.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're a floater. Yeah, I float, um, but I normally don't have a jet engine in the house normally Normally. yeah Yeah. occasionally a dog (laughs) and a baby but sometimes a jet engine also all right so
1: so I, i i think it's i think there's a lot of levels on which it makes sense uh james feegan made the point um among others that like they had three things they needed left field fifth starting pitcher and second baseman and they went out and got all three of those things now granted one of them is mike clevenger yeah
0: Huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? And one of them is not, I mean, listen, you can say all you want about what he is in the clubhouse and great glove and all that. The market said he's worth $3 bucks.
1: Yeah, at the very end of the thing.
0: That that's, the very end the That year. is not an investment in second base. That is bringing a guy back who overachieved for you for 40-something games who you like. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, I it, it's not solving the problem of second base. Kind,
1: kind of a kind of a random thing, but um, you know who's probably going to make the Dodgers team? Jason Hayward. I've
0: been reading about the uh, the new swing.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a new swing. Now, granted, we saw nine versions of the new swing over the last four years, but Jason Hayward could very possibly. Uh, make the Dodgers. That, that, anyway, the Elvis Andrews thing. Um, not the only bit of good news that came out of White Sox camp uh, over the last couple of days.
0: Cool to see Liam Hendricks there. Agreed. That it's that that's great. He'll be. Uh, I've covered a team that's gone through something like this with uh, Eric Berry, the exact same type of same uh, type of cancer, same, same type of cancer, and it you know, and a similar personality factor, a leadership. Uh, leadership voice, veteran had been there for a while, respected, mm-hmm. well liked, like you know, all sorts of uh, similarities, including like I said, the diagnosis. But uh, it'll be a rallying point for them. It'll be it'll be they'll they'll be doing it for him. He'll be hopefully able to be around the team fairly regularly. It should be a treatable form, all of that uh, of cancer, all of that stuff. And
1: like, he's been throwing. Uh, I know that there's been video out here, there of him like throwing long toss and and playing catch and stuff. Um yeah. so you know it would be a matter of how he can tolerate the uh the treatment and uh and and when he can get back.
2: But He'll be saving games for the team this year. For that, sure. That's the plan. Post All-Star break, I think he will be your everyday closer.
1: That's that that, that would be awesome.
3: It'd
0: be it would be incredible.
2: You got somebody like Ruby in your corner? That's All right. the good vibes she's throwing his way. You kidding me?
0: Yeah. Mm. How have the tarot readings been? Have you been in touch with her? No. Okay. Well, hopefully they're good. <laughs> <laughs> i still. We I'd, should put her back on before the season. I'd rely I on the actual science on this one over the over the tarot. Over cards. the tarot, okay. Yeah, for for the cancer. Treatment. Yeah, you'd per, think personally. Yeah, just mean, not to knock in Ruby, uh-huh. but you know, maybe, but people, bo- maybe be, both. Be, be, maybe both people it, try everything it, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, maybe both. Uh, uh, tarot cards or tarot cards. Tarot. <laughs> tarot cards. <laughs> I forgot tarot. about that. It's more of a tarot <laughs> than a than a tarot. That's, That's tarot amazing. Tarot. <laughs>
1: Had you not heard of tarot cards at the time, I, or just read it? Maybe. Yeah, I think just
0: read it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You've gone through cards. 35 years of your
2: life thinking that it was tarot in your head.
1: I, mean, I guess so. <laughs> and tarot that, happens. Cards are- and that happens
2: sometimes. Yeah, it's fun.
1: If tarot yeah. cards never came up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny, man. Sometimes I was talking to my sister who's a nurse the other day, and we were talking something, it came up like certain medical things you learn and you forever associate with a specific player who got injured. Like de- Tommy de- John. Yeah, right, Tommy John, but also like debridement surgery. The mm. debridment. I learned that when Brian Erlacher got debridement surgery. That's what I learned what that was. I was, uh, I was at a party the other night, and a guy said, oh, yeah, I'm hurting. I got this plantar fasciitis. Oh, okay. And I said, plantar fasciitis, you made that up, just like Tony Kukoc did in 1996. Because whatever that was, like, that was the first time I'd ever heard plantar fasciitis. Sure. It was were, Tony Kukoc.
0: Yeah. The, uh, Russell Westbrook getting the knee surgery different in the meniscus. You could can, can do the repair or you could shave the meniscus. Oh, yeah. And the shave, you could just, like, come back and play. I was like, that's like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, that's, that's insane. He shaved his meniscus? He shaved his meniscus, and he was playing, like, weeks later. Yeah. Other guys are out for for years. Yeah. For, I, A
1: certain medical bits of history get attached to people.
0: Lance Lynn uh, talked on the White Sox Talk podcast about these expectations in James Feigen's F grade for the White Sox offseason. If you judge social media and
2: just talking to fans, they're negative about the team. They have concerns and they are skeptical about what you guys can do. What would you say to the fans out there who think that you guys will have another rough season?
3: Well, I mean, even some of our writers have given us Fs in the off season grades and things like that. So when it's all said and done, our job is with whatever team we have, figure out how to be the best possible team we can. We have talent. Um, Right now we have health and we need to figure out how to put those together to make sure we're the best team possible. And we're pretty much the – we're a similar team to what we came into spring training last year, and we were supposed to win the division. So to say, hey, uh, these teams going to be worse than last year, you know, obviously you're going drastically one way or the other. So let's just see what what, uh, product we bring to the table. Let the new coaching staff get in here and see what they're about and what they can bring to help each individual become the best player they can. And then we'll go from there.
0: He read about the F. Heard about the F. These guys, man, they know – Travis Kelsey knew somehow before the Super Bowl that on the Fox pregame show, everyone on the panel picked the Eagles minutes before the Super Bowl. (laughs) He's referencing it in postgame like these guys. They know they maybe don't listen to the station or subscribe to the athletic, but it it all it all gets back to him in some form or fashion. So they got Twitter. They got Instagram, and they have friends. I bet he so it read all it, gets to him.
1: I bet he read it on his uh, phone when he was at the Waste Management Open. With all that signal. With all that signal that he had that Joe <laughs> Kelly mysteriously did yeah, not have.
0: That makes sense. And a
1: related story. It's nice to hear uh, White Sox players' voices. Uh, might have to pull those from somewhere else for a couple of weeks that's
0: here. That's okay. Yeah, we, we addressed the Mike Clevenger threatening to sue us off the top of the show. We will, I don't uh, know if
1: that's true. I'm we am just guessing.
0: We, we, can, we can do it again uh, out, out of uh, the 5 o'clock Open. And we're going to keep workshopping the segment, Car Crasher Flowers. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna keep workshopping it. In 25 minutes, Speaks gives us his 28th favorite baseball player. The last 30 baseball seasons, he's lived in Chicago. But going uh, it alone, doing things solo. We all do it. We all try. And not like you're thinking of Shane. I Saw that. Let's see, I know what you were thinking. Don't pretend like you're... No, that... Monologue, that's what you were thinking. about monologuing on sports radio. Don't think about that right now. It's Parkinson's Spiegel on the score. I had a trip to my doctor, and he asked me how much I was drinking, and I told him, and uh, he said, have you ever thought about getting help? And I said, no, I can drink it all by myself. All right, we'll get Spiegel's 28th favorite baseball player of the last 30 years. We're counting down every day at 445 leading up Until opening day, doubleheader uh, tomorrow, we'll do number 27 and 26 because we were off for President's Day yesterday, but um, Friday, I went out to dinner, I I went out to dinner by myself, and uh, (laughs) you guys kind of are aware, it's been stressful, Uh, a lot going on in my life, so Steph was like- In your life? Yeah, my life's been a little stressful, so Steph was like, go out to dinner, Go to a hotel, have a night to yourself, watch whatever you want, sleep in. I'll handle bedtime. Come back, you know, around lunch. Just like take it, and it was it was like the greatest gift ever. It was it was great wifing. She knew exactly what I needed. Not that it fixed anything, but it was really nice. And people, so I, I went, had dinner by myself, slept in, did the whole thing. It was amazing. And you got plans solo tonight?
2: Yeah. Um, so the question that I I posed to you guys before the show was. I've been to a concert alone outdoors. Is it different? Why why does it feel different for me to go to a concert alone indoors, where (laughs) like you're you're kind of you're more condensed? It's a smaller venue. It's the Vic as opposed to the outdoor portion of the Salt Shed where I went this summer alone. I'm going tonight alone to Margot Price at the Vic, but it feels weirder. It feels weirder that I'll just be standing there alone indoors. Am I I off on that? I think you're off on
1: it. I don't see how that's any different. Okay. I don't don't get that. Why does it feel different? You went to a concert. I don't know. You went to the Salt Shed last year, a concert alone, and you had a great time.
2: Yeah, Isbol. It was great. Got got a little high. Got a little drunk by myself. That feels good. But for some reason, the vibe of it being indoors feels very different tonight. Wow. And I'm kind of nervous to go
3: alone. You're nervous to go alone. I'm kind of nervous to go alone. He's so nervous, in fact, that he didn't invite any of us to go with him to the show.
1: (laughs) I I recall not
3: being invited.
1: Yeah, me too. Even after I told him of Margot Price's importance in my own personal history.
3: So
2: sometimes you just got to venture out. um, You know, (laughs) spread your wings a little bit. So we're at with that. (laughs) So we're at with that is. uh,
0: Hmm. I like doing things alone. I think that there is nothing wrong with it. Like if you're doing something that you like and you're doing it by yourself and you can stand your own company, that's a good thing. So I don't necessarily put like yeah, but going see, to dinner alone, going to a concert alone, golfing alone, going to a movie alone, whatever. You're
2: like, assuming that I can stand my own company. Right. When when everyone else can't, why can I? Why should I be able to stand my own?
0: But it shouldn't matter then on the indoor or outdoor <laughs> nature of the venue. You yeah, should you should also hate yourself outdoors. I, yeah. Well, I, yeah.
2: I think I think Shane's capable of hating
1: himself anywhere. Okay, yeah. don't don't right I, about that. Man. You, you don't sell him. himself. You sure. believe in him. Like I, that. I really do believe in him. He could hate himself with the best of them, absolutely anywhere. Shane. um... Inside, is there more claustrophobia? Is there more. Of- well, I
2: think it's just a smaller place. So, so you're noticed to be alone by more people. Nah.
1: Alone is cool, man.
2: Noticed by more people. Yeah, that's not a thing. Like, more. See, we're getting really into my head here, but more people will see that I'm a, a person there by myself indoors <laughs> wow. than Who they cares? will outdoors. Who cares what oh. other people think or see? Sometimes I do care
3: what people think. Sometimes I do. Sometimes, Mm. just now between two and six (laughs) (laughs) years. Also, how about that? Shane thinks that highly of himself that people are going to be looking around saying, "Is that guy by himself over there?" Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. No. no, It's not about
2: like that kind of recognized. Just people noticing that anybody is there by themselves.
1: If people come up to you and then try to talk to you. You know,
2: I'm good at talking to strangers. You're,
1: you're you're all right with that? Yeah, I'm good at talking to strangers. Okay. I think I, I think you're forging new um new ground, foraging new ground. I think you're forging new territory. You're doing something with being solo. You're learning to be okay with yourself solo. Okay. It's a healthy thing. I know somebody sitting very close to you. Who adores being alone?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many comedy shows I've been to, and all indoors, I believe. Well, lots of indoor <laughs> shows and lots of very intimate spaces, like, you know, Zanies here, uh, you know, downtown, you know, being there by myself. Like, oh, you're, how many in your party? Just one, sir. I'd uh, like a good seat, please. Oh, here, we'll go put you in the corner over here. You know, you your solo party, but it's fine. And, yeah. and that's a better word,
2: intimate, because Anthony Heron just texted me the same thing. He said, intimate is the word you're looking for, it's yes. a more intimate. Experience when it's indoors. But are yes, you worried about being
0: judged by other people for like being the loser without friends, kind who's of, alone?
2: Yeah, kinda. Oh, that, that's, that's already that's kinda happening,
0: dude. That's already happening.
2: Okay. Don't worry about so, that. I appreciate that, Speaks. So, <laughs> what what you guys are failing to understand here is I'm alone all the time. Right. So Tanny likes to be alone it's sometimes because true. yeah it is yeah it is Tanny you likes to be friends, alone you got because, he's he's got, because he's, two, two, he's got two
0: apparatus you,
2: you you guys have family, so it's it's an escape for you to be alone when I'm alone it's just monotonous <laughs> it's right just it's more, just of the, more same. Of the same yeah, sure. yeah. that's and, what monotonous
1: means oh yeah good call and you like to talk about stuff as you're experiencing just it right to
0: to like, yeah
1: yeah like I, I also like to talk about stuff I so I don't love to be alone unless you know it's something come. I could see being alone. Comedy, I could see is just you and the stand-up at that point.
0: I can't see anything not being enjoyable being alone. I'm not saying necessarily more enjoyable than going with my wife or with friends or with a group or whatever. But what is an activity that it's unacceptable to do? About? But
1: you just had you just had a, a weekend of, of, of or at least an evening of. That's such what things. I. That's
0: what I said on the beginning of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Blissful. The only thing that was unique about this for me was a. My wife suggested it. She was like, "Yeah, go do this." I was like, "That's amazing. Thank you." But normally, if I go to dinner alone, and it's been a while, um, I would sit at the bar. Right. I was seated at a table Ugh, loser. that like could have <laughs> there there could there could have been four people at this table, uh, and it was just me at seven thirty on a on Friday, a Friday night, night in a full restaurant. Having
1: not having date night with yourself. The,
0: AirPods in, old-fashioned glass of wine, bone-in veal parm, just, just- Gave it to myself. <laughs> I was going to say, right there at the table. Can just you believe it? Getting- Old-fashioned at- and a glass
1: of wine? Yeah. Side by side?
2: Did-, did- Old-fashioned before glass of wine with the, with the veal?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: The nerve of you, by the way, to eat Veal.
0: Veal.
1: Oh, he he made sure he went back. He went back to the kitchen and tortured it himself. The the
0: waiter upsold me. Honestly, I was expecting to get the chicken parm, and he was like, "You know, for thirty dollars more, you get the bone-in veal parm." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "I was like, it's like it's a
2: thirty dollars." Wait a minute, did you pay like? Did you pay like fifty
3: dollars for a veal
2: parm?
1: Seventy. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Bone-in for for a
3: baby cow. It's a (laughs) lot easier to torture that baby cow at home, folks. (laughs) Are you did you get you see, did you get some foie gras with that too? Seriously? A overfed tortured duck liver? Uh,
2: Jesus Christ. Bone-in.
1: I don't know if I've ever seen bone-in veal. I never seen it before. It's the smallest little bone.
0: God, that's sad. Oh, it's sad. I can't believe you ate veal. What a killer. It what was a deli- heartless killer. It was delicious. I think I've gotten you a veal parm sub from Rickab. <laughs> Well, that's, no. that's not oh, my no, fault. Eggplant parm and
2: chicken parm. Yeah, sub. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Riccobendi's does not no, yeah, do veal right, parm. You're right. You're right they you're don't right. torture their eggplant that much. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> right. I,
2: I had veal parm from Italian Village. That's what you're thinking oh,
0: about. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It, yeah. Uh, I
2: just, I can't be okay with people who eat veal, so. Oh, well.
1: I I can. I just, you
0: know. I can. I just choose
2: not to in this situation.
0: But, I know, throw out the activity. I'll do it by myself. It'll be fine. It's great. Pickleball. That makes it up. Um <laughs> Hosting a radio show. Sure. <laughs> Love it.
2: <Yep.
1: laughs> oh. Oh. Danny. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was fast. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah It happened sure. fast.
2: Sure. Love it. He leaned in a little quick on wow. that one. I mean,
0: you don't like the veal, guys. I but set you up. Thank yeah, God yeah. you
2: signed a new deal, Speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Safety. <laughs> Absolutely. Signed a half a million dollar deal.
0: People get worried about going to movies <laughs> alone. Well, going to a movie alone is bliss. Oh, you can't talk awesome. anyway. Ugh.
3: First time I ever saw a movie by myself, 2014, coming up on the 10-year anniversary. Your wife was pregnant. Like, you know, I'm just going to do this. 10 o'clock movie. She's sleeping at home. Oh, it was bliss. What was it? You Nebraska. Remember, remember that? Oh, with with, uh, with Bruce Forte and, and Bruce, Bruce Dern, Stern, yeah, yeah. It's a perfect alone movie. Oh yeah, too. that's that's and, quiet and sad. And, and all the like the Cubs day games we had, or my kids in daycare or at school, wife's at work. Yeah. Oh, Mad Max
1: Fury Road. Can Let's I um, go? Can I come to a movie with you? Uh, no, again,
3: going to a movie alone. I'm just telling you how great it is, and then you invite yourself to a movie. What's <laughs> I'm thinking
1: of the movie scene? Like I just want to be alone. Can I come with you? Sure. I think it's broadcast news. Might be the end of broadcast news. I love I, that I'll, movie.
0: I'll sit separate. We just we can walk in together. Feel good about that and then walk out separate yeah go, just yeah. go sit in different rows and then talk about it at the end i know yeah no i'm with you though tanny i'm fine doing all of this stuff but so go to the con but i also like that you told people what concert you were going to in at one venue so now you're just gonna make a friend with the mob someone's gonna come I, up to you i there. didn't even think about that yeah, So now you're not gonna be alone someone's going to that show tonight
1: And you're going to have fun. Gridiron Assassin says, $70 bone and veal. No wonder nobody ate with
0: Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's got a pony up for (laughs) veal like that. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't expecting to get it. It sounded delicious in the moment. And i got to be honest with you guys. It was. Uh It was excellent. That's where you draw the line, It's just not
2: right. Yeah, I can't. I can't Mm. eat veal. I'm sorry. It's okay. You can eat it.
0: I did. It was good. It was really, really good. So I'm okay then. Yeah, I think
1: you're okay, dude. Have, okay. have a good time. Lose yourself in the music. And in by, the moment. Yes,
2: lose yourself. Uh, Danny, I don't think she does that song.
0: Danny can record that. Would that would be surprising. <laughs> right? That would be a surprising it's, question. You just never let it go. Do, do you guys go to baseball games or like sporting events alone?
2: I, I I've done that. I, I I enjoy that. Yeah, I go to White Sox games by myself. Mm. Nobody else is there. <laughs>
0: Well you know everybody at White Sox games though. You always if you go to that alone, you always meet up with the guys in one oh eight or whatever.
2: Sure.
3: Whatever. Yeah. Back yeah. to back like day game double headers, awesome. Just awesome. Even the olden times before they split the games up because the commissioner yeah. hates the game. Like just, you know, you see in two games, just sitting there, you get a good seat, you know. It's you, awesome. You
1: know what I love about spring training, about the time for the build up is that it's kind of progressive, like Certain things will get you feeling a little closer and a little more excited. Just now, as you're talking about going to a game alone, just like the prospect of going to a game hit me in a different way. Like a month and a half from now, six weeks from now, five weeks from now, March 30th. Yes, about five weeks from now, could go to a baseball game, sit there outside. Watch a ball game get played, and it's going to be 20. I'm just checking my calendar. Yeah, yeah. I get the same. It's going to be 20 to 25 minutes quicker with these new rules, too. Yeah, the, it's going to be better. Your sport's going to actually improve. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and any of the traditionalists out there who, like, are bitching about the rule changes and stuff, it's like, we bitch about everything. You have to really have to bitch about everything? You can't bitch about how the game is sometimes too slow and then bitch about how they're changing it to
0: make it faster. Give it a chance. I'm think, so excited. Do you think people are not going to give it a chance? Like, what do you think the pushback of this is going to be? I, I think it's going to be player driven. I'm not, you yeah, know, I'm not convinced so, that we're going to hear a ton of, fans of callers saying this sucks. and Texters and social media people saying this sucks. I'm not. I'm not convinced no. of it.
1: No, I think I think we'll see pitchers and some hitters lose their freaking mind. Yeah. early on when there are calls when there's a ball that's a added sign. or yeah. a strike because a guy didn't get in the box fast enough. Yeah, he's going to lose his mind. There's going to be a, a ugly and interesting arguments. And Then they're going to go away because they're going to realize they can't fight city hall.
0: Yeah, it's the rule. Yeah, it's they they made the change. I, I think it's I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I think that. I will be surprised if fans get totally up in arms about it. Players, I could see it for a little bit, but it's been mandated to them. So, you know, tell me the rules I can play the game. Uh, Coming up next, Spiegel's 28th favorite Chicago baseball player of the last 30 years. We will respond again, in case anyone missed it off the top, to uh, the threat of a lawsuit against us from Mike Clevenger. We'll hear from Pat Beverly. A lot more to do. Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
1: He's got a chance. Go!
0: We're counting down the days to opening day. Happy opening day. By
2: celebrating some of Chicago baseball's all-time greats.
4: There goes number 400. But big Frank, you can't put it on the board.
2: Yes! Here comes the hook. Got it! 20 strikeouts! It's Matt Spiegel's top. 30 favorite Chicago baseball players of the
0: last 30 years. Matt Spiegel is one of the great baseball people, and not only in this town but across the country. From Abreu,
2: Sox win! Sox win! On a grand slam by Jose Abreu to Big Z. Carlos. Spiegel counts us down to opening day. Wow, is that huge! Matt Spiegel's 30 players for 30 years. That's how you do it on the Parkins and Spiegel Show
0: on 670 The Score. Every day at 445 leading up to opening day, Speagues has been in town for 30 baseball seasons. He counts us down 30 to 1. His favorite players, he has his own proprietary grading scale. Alfonso Soriano 30. Ray Durham 29. Today, number 28. Carlos Lee.
1: El Caballo, but before he was El Caballo, he's just Carlos Lee. He was C Lee. He was awesome from the get-go. Crazy, exciting prospect. In the minors back when I was buying Baseball America's Prospect Handbook every year at Barnes & Noble on the day it came out. Top 50 prospect two years in a row before the debut in 99. Ron Schuller, the GM, said he was kind of like Bobby Bonilla, got people excited, and then on his first career at bat, he did this. oh. That ball hit deep into left center field.
4: McDowell goes back, looks up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes. A home run for Carlos Lee in his first major league at bat. Congratulations. Carlos Lee. Wow.
1: Didn't bother him. He had two strikes on him from a good knuckleball pitcher, and Tom Candiotti, boy, he created some hang time, kept his hands back, and no doubt about it. That ball's out of here. Cool story I remembered vaguely from then, so I looked up the details, Danny. His mother and his fiancé had both flown to the USA from his native Panama. To see him play at Triple A Charlotte. So by chance, they were able to then come to Chicago and see his debut. So he got the baseball back. He signed it, and his mom took it home to Panama, which was kind of cool. Um, first 40 games, hit 318, 26 RBIs, nine double, nine doubles. June of that year, Frank Thomas said in the Tribune, I see a young me in Carlos Lee. The way he goes through pitches, how he hits the ball to right. I watch him and think those are things I used to do. I think he's the second coming. That's how excited people were. And pretty darn good rookie season, 84 RBIs in 127 games. Then his next five years, 24 homers, 24 again, 26, 31, and 31. Played in 150 games more, uh, more four times. Never had less than 80 RBIs as a member of the White Sox. A lot of fans remember the Grand Slam walk-off against the Cubs in 2001. Fun fact, had 17 career Grand Slams. He ranks eighth on the all-time list for Grand Slams. Here's a player ahead of him who's going to be further up in my top 30. It's a multiple-day tease right there. Uh, Best season, 2003. 31 homers, 113 RBIs, 35 doubles. Just a stud slugger who showed up every single day. Played in 158 games uh, that season, To Carlos Lee. Best year as a White Sox, 2004. Best on-base plus slugging as a player, 891, 37 doubles, and then that offseason traded to Milwaukee for Scott Podsednik and a relief pitcher named Luis Vizcaino. Scotty Pods, speedy, lefty leadoff guy who fit what Ozzie Guillen wanted to do. He had just had a 70 stolen base season, but the trade was not popular at the time. Tanny, was the trade popular? Were you happy
3: to see Carlos Ligo? Um, Well... <laughs> For fans like myself who wanted, like, I, I didn't understand at the time. I was like, what what's what's wrong with this team? Like, everyone's putting up huge numbers offensively. It can't be a good thing to get rid of a guy like Carlos Lee, but we would later find out that he's just not the type of ball player that you can necessarily win with. Like, in the 2004 season when there was all that back and forth with the Twins and Torrey Hunter crashing into Jamie Burke, stuff like that, uh-huh. you know, you, you wanted a guy to play hard and maybe slide in hard to second base. Carlos Lee was not that type of player that would do that. Um I at the time I was like I still don't think that's enough for Carlos Lee looking back oh, it's not. in retrospect for that trade but it worked it for worked. both sides you know but I was I was I did not understand it at the time but one year later I certainly understood
2: speaks that walk-off grand slam game a lot of connections so far to to your list Ray, Ray Durham had a double in that game uh, had a walk in that game I was at that game. It's one of my first baseball memories. David Wells didn't get out of the first inning. Down
1: there, I was. I
2: was. David (laughs) Wells did not get out of the first inning for the White Sox. Ron Coomer, also with an RBI in that game. Wow.
1: (laughs) Man, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, they won it all with Scotty Pods. So, uh, all is well. But at the time, Carlos Lee was about to make probably $8 million as arbitration guy. Scott Pocetnik made $700,000. So, there is that. As uh, mixed Sounds in. like a White Sox trade. Uh, but Carlos Lee, really good as an Astro for a lot of years. Stayed a slugger. And the entire career is really impressive. 14 full seasons. He had less than 80 RBIs only once. That was a final year split between Houston and the Marlins. 358 career homers tied with Yogi Berra for 88th on the all-time list. Um, pretty damn good career. Offense gets an eight. Defense just a six. Could have gone lower.
0: He was not good. Yeah, that oh. six feels high. Woo, not good. I was going to say that was the one thing that hasn't been talked about, really. He was just always dogged for his defense.
1: Yeah, bad, bad defensive mm-hmm. player. 100% correct. Uh, but vibes, I gave him an eight because he raked immediately and consistently. Teammate ship, a seven. Memorable moments, I give him a seven. Total of 36. Carlos Lee, number 28 on the list of the top 30. Fair. come
0: on. No, oh, very cool. I mean, unbelievably consistent player, crazy, likable. Kind of a bummer that is. You said the he made an All Star team a couple of times, but after he was he was with the White Sox. Mm. I mean, he had a great White Sox career. Yeah, but his best years were after it. But it's it's the trade that worked out, saved them money, and Scotty Pods in the two thousand and five. World Series, but, I mean, that dude could flat rake. He Absolutely. Just, like, he just, like, was what he was as a baseball player. Wasn't really able to conform. You weren't mm-hmm. going to say, oh, what a great runner, or a great fielder, or anything like that. But dude could mash, the,
1: man. The, um He was traded from Milwaukee to Texas along with Nelson Cruz after he was <laughs> Couple a Brewer. Of good bats. Right? Yeah. The two of them traded together, Um and, and then he went to Houston. Astros fans loved Carlos Lee. Say his career was very underrated there had a lot of big years there too built
0: for that park yeah too right yeah pl- played very well uh in that park but yeah all right so 20. 20- so how, how did you grade teammateship for him at, at, at only a seven? Um, am, I, am I remembering, misremembering things that, that docked him? It, now, I'm not trying to quibble with your scoring system. No, I'm just qu- curious if I missed anything or it's, not remembering things. It's,
1: it's the toughness thing in terms of wanting to have an edge. I remember what Tanny was talking about where Ozzy really wanted his team to be scrappy and to be fighting and play with an edge, and he just didn't have that. Now, you could say that's just who he was, yeah, and that's just kind of the, the nature of it, um, but he he just I, I mean they they sent him away to bring in a different personality chemistry wise and the different personality worked so maybe retroactively I'm hurting him a a, I see a little bit a, a little so nothing bit on
0: necessarily that. that he did but it was like what values that they assigned to what they needed that they traded to fill
1: yes um, but and also. You can get better on defense, man. If you're the if you're a good athlete, you get better on defense. And he didn't necessarily, and just kind of accepted it for what it was, and stayed bad on defense. That's so I true. Docked him a little bit on that.
0: All right. Played 162 games two different times in his career.
1: Mm. It's
0: kind of cool. I was thinking about like Sosa, similar era guys who just played played ba- a lot, basically every damn game and mashed. Yeah, man. So he played 162 twice. He played 162 in 2005 and in 2007, his two uh, All Star years. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you know, it, it's or two
0: n- of his three All Star years. Those were those were his two Silver Slugger years. He was also an All Star in uh, 2006.
1: It's, pre- it's a pretty good career, man. It's like it,
0: three time All Star.
1: Yeah. and his, uh, his, his similarity players. I think I think Orlando Cepeda is his <laughs> number one most similar player, which is which is seriously good company.
0: So, tomorrow is 27, 27 and 26.
1: Is it, we double up tomorrow?
0: That's well, what you said. It's yeah. your list. Yeah. Yeah. We got yeah. to double up. we double up
1: sometime this week yeah. to catch up. All right. So and then, you know, once I miss another day, then we'll.
2: Well, yeah. Are you planning? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be multiple double ups. It's OK. We'll handle it when we get there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you planning? I have nothing on, I have nothing you have, on the books. You have, you
0: have nothing planned? Yeah. All right.
1: You have any off days planned?
0: <sighs> only in my dreams. Only. What a dreams. great President's Day. That was not working on presidents, they would a joke which president did you celebrate? all of them
2: oh. even Trump Danny, he celebrated Trump yesterday <laughs> oh man no, he all the you not, shouldn't do that he couldn't wait to disclose that Could yeah. not wait to tell us he celebrated Donald J. Trump yesterday.
0: yeah I just celebrated anything that gave us an extra day off. gentlemen. I was, I was looking out for self It
2: was George Bush for me
0: <laughs> that makes that makes all the sense of the world. Speaks, did you have a favorite president?
1: Um, you no, know, I went with Millard Fillmore because it's fun to say, as, as you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's big how big I gauge things uh, yeah. for the most part. Um, you it's know. a
0: stupid, ridiculous holiday. It's horrible. <laughs> it's, it is, it is, it's got to it's be the dumbest holiday. Yeah, it's so dumb. Well, Arbor Day. Oh, dude. Is that? But we don't get off for Arbor Day. I like
2: trees more than presidents. We're getting off for Arbor Day this year. We do? Yeah. It's not a a legal holiday.
0: You're just saying things. (laughs) No, we're getting off. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine? In my new contract, I
2: personally requested that the show gets off on Arbor Day. Wow. I celebrate privately. I
1: think Simchas Torah is the dumbest holiday. (laughs) That's a dumb holiday. Yeah, that is... But I'm telling you, the- just got back to the beginning. We're going to start again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's ridiculous. But I mean, for for us to be off, it, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll hear from Pat Beverly on this. There's also a, a huge college basketball story developing. And you're like, well, why would you guys be talking about college basketball? This one you'll be interested in. We'll get to that in about half an hour. Parkinsons speak on the score.